This episode is about making tests reproducible in isolation. What does that mean? Well, let's say you've got a test suite that has a test failure in it, and you try to debug that test, and in isolation, you try to run it by itself, and it does not fail. It passes. Is that a good thing? Well, of course it's a good thing. Your test passed. But then you throw it back in the suite and run the whole thing, and that same test fails. What's going on is you've got a dependency between your between different tests and something that's hap- something is happening in the suite maybe in a previous test or maybe in a fixture that is not the same <laughs> during the suite as it is during the test in isolation there's a few plugins that can help you get things your house in order so that that doesn't happen and we're going to talk about that in this episode Welcome to Python Test. This episode is brought to you by PyCharm and PyCharm Professional, by the Complete PyTest Course, and by Patreon supporters. In my new course, The Complete PyTest Course, I use PyCharm to demonstrate all of the code examples. It's got such a nice, clean look, but it still has tools I need right at my fingertips. It was an easy choice because I use PyCharm every day. PyCharm is the best editor for writing, running, and debugging PyTest code. It just works how I think it should, and it's fast, even when debugging. I actually made a video showing how easy it is to run PyTest from PyCharm. You can find it at pythontest.com slash PyCharm. The features in that video are available from the free community edition. But honestly, I use the Pro Edition. The extra tools I get with Pro just make sense because they save me so much time. Like when I'm working with databases. PyCharm Pro comes with database tools like schema diagrams and a great query editor. The query editor is awesome. There's actually so much more you get from Pro that you really should check it out. And if you use the code PyTest, you can get an extra 20% off. That's right, 20% off with code PyTest. And, and the first 10 people to use the code PyTest this month get one month free of AI Assistant. That's right, PyCharm Professional can use the new JetBrains AI Assistant. You hit a couple keystrokes and a prompt window appears right in your editor. No more copying your code to a different window to ask an AI for help. Do it right in your editor. So cool. Head to pythontest.com slash PyCharm for the video or just use the code PyTest for 20% off for everyone and AI assistant for the first 10 people. Thanks, PyCharm. A test suite is a bunch of tests that get run together. And we'd like to be able to run our test suite like in CI or through talks or something and have that be the same as running each individual test by itself. However, there are things that get in the way to make that not quite work. We start out by writing a single test and debugging it and getting it ready and then committing it, adding it to the suite. And then we just add more tests. We keep doing that, developing tests, usually one by one, and then adding them into the suite. Sometimes they're a bunch at a time, like with parameterized tests. However, um, usually they work before you commit them. What happens when there are also test fixtures? Um, set up and tear down code that happens before and after tests or before and after a group of tests, like around a, a module of tests or maybe out of a, a package, entire directory, or maybe the entire session has set up and tear down around it. 
that is one of the things that makes things run a little different when you're running a test in isolation than when you're running the entire suite. So how do we get around that? Well, you can, one of the ways to get around it is to just don't do any of those large level fixtures. Do uh, completely reset the system, start from scratch for every single test. But there, that might not be feasible and it might take forever to run your test suite because we do the grouping because it saves time. So first, let's uh, talk about what causes some of the dependence between tests. And then uh, we'll talk about ways to uh, ways to to check to make sure your tests are independent before we get them into the suite. We're going to use a few, few plugins. And then we're going to talk about how to debug a test dependency failure. We get test dependence. We have a dependence between test runs between two different tests or a set of tests, usually because of a few things. Uh, normally, I'm looking at system state. So the system under test, the code under test, has some state involved with it. And a previous test left that system in a state that's different than this, the initial setup. And that, will, that affects a following test and causes a failure. Or the the test that is failing is assuming a state that is more specific than it should. It should possibly assume a broader set of circumstances. Maybe there's not enough test cases checked in the default case. So that's uh, the possibly the system state that either a previous test is leaving, well, a previous test is leaving a, the system in a state that is different than what the test expects. Another thing could be actually data within the test suite itself. There are ways to, they're not necessarily good things, but there are ways to pass, pass state between tests and perhaps something isn't getting set up correctly if you run it in isolation or it gets mucked up if you run some other tests beforehand. I normally don't have a lot of tests that have data that gets passed between tests, except for things like what temporary directory am I in or what my connections are. Those are all handled through fixtures, though. But that might be it. So the other thing is fixture setup and teardown. Um, oftentimes, let's take, there's, there could be anything like hardware that you're testing or anything, but let's take the example of I'm, I've got a, a uh, temporary database that I'm setting up at the, the beginning of my test session and um, maybe between a, like before and after a class of tests or a module or at the very least between tests, I am uh, cleaning up uh, any anything that a previous test is set up. So let's say I just assume that the the database is set up, the columns are set up, but that there's no data in it. It's empty, and a in particular test can uh, add data to the database and then run tests on it. But then when the next test comes around, it'll actually clean out that data before it runs the test, clean out any previous data, or a teardown from the previous test will uh, clean that out. Um, so one of the test failures can be that your cleanup isn't quite right. There's something that you're not cleaning up between tests that you need to be. Now, you probably have caught that already. However, it might, it might not just be a database thing. It might be maybe a, uh, a configuration file that one test is adding that, or a configuration state of the database that doesn't get cleaned up appropriately. So something isn't getting cleaned up between the tests. The other thing, when I'm, I'm, I often am testing hardware devices. So um, one of the things that can happen is it isn't that the state of the system is not in the right state when a test runs, or it that is the case, but it's 
it's that it's not there for very long. Like there might be a settling time or hysteresis or something going on, and one test is changing the system and then stopping that test um, before the system can settle into a default state that the following tests expect. And this can be dealt with when the systems I'm working with, there's um, operation complete commands that you can call, but there's other ways to uh, verify that. Usually there's ways to verify that the hardware is done doing what it's doing. Um, to I don't want to put sleeps in the code. I have before. I have put, uh, there's been times where there's nothing, there's nothing left to do, but throw a, a, a couple of milliseconds sleep in my test code. I don't like any sleeps in my test code, but sometimes you kind of have to put those in there, um, but try not to. Okay, so those are the causes of dependence between tests, but how do we see if those if there are anything in there? Is, is any dependencies between our tests? We can easily check this by, um, we, I mean, we could brute force go through and run every test individually and in the suite and make sure that both those work but it won't catch like timing errors and things like that. So the other thing to, to do is to change the order of the testing. And one of the, the plugins, I'm going to use a few plugins. Uh, one of the plugins I love is called PyTest Randomly. So that is a, um, a plugin maintained by uh, Adam, and he goes by Adam Change on GitHub. But it's, uh, uh, it will randomize your tests and shuffle them up. So all you have to do is pip install pytest dash randomly. And when it's installed by default, it randomizes your tests. It doesn't completely randomize them. It should run about the same speed as your test it ran before. And it gets, it does this by randomizing, um, randomizes the modules first and then, uh, the, uh, the functions within those modules. And that hopefully will be such that your um your fixtures still run the same same way. We'll talk about the problem with complete randomization a little later with a different plugin. So that's uh PyTest randomly. You install it and it just randomizes everything. The um by default, you can turn it off. There's flags to turn it off. One of the other cool things about this though is it prints out the um the seed. So it it comes up with a random seed and um and that that seed is used for randomizing the tests and it prints that out so that if you, if you want to run the same um, session again, like let's say you're, uh, you have a test failure in CI and you get back and you're debugging it in isolation and you can't get it to isolate. So you say, oh, I'm just going to run the whole suite locally, but it's going to have a different randomized list, but you can pass in the seed from the CI because it's going to get printed out in the, in the log and you can use that seed to reproduce the exact same order, which is so cool. The other cool thing about that is that seed is not only used for the ordering, but it, that seed is also passed into um, plugins, other plugins that use random features like Factory Boy and Faker and Model Bakery and even NumPy. So if you're using those uh, random functions from those for different tests, possibly, or your own code, those random seeds will get set by uh, PyTest randomly. Very cool. Um, another related plugin like that is maybe you don't really want to just shuffle everything, but a simple way to do this is another plugin uh, by the same maintainer called PyTest Reverse. And that just like just takes your list of tests that are going to get run. And normally it runs uh, your directories by alphabetical order. And then within each directory, 
the uh, the func the test files in alphabetical order, and then within each file, just from top to bottom. Um, that's what PyTest default is. And the PyTest reverse just reverses that. Take the whole list and then just runs it in reverse order. The cool thing about that is you're going to have the same tests grouped together. The t- different tests are going to be this. They're going to be together, but they're just going to be flipped in order. That's pretty cool. That might be sufficient to test your independence. And it might be a good first start, but check out randomly also. Another related plugin, which I also really like, is called PyTest-Random-Order. So PyTest Random Order. It's a different plugin than PyTest Randomly. One of the things I, it does not pass in the seeds to uh, Factory Boy and NumPy and things like that, but it does, it just randomizes the tests. And one of the things I love about that is the default again is, is it makes sense. Um, but the, there's a couple things that you can do with it. First off, it does not randomize everything by default. You have to pass in a, uh, dash dash random, uh, I guess it's random dash order, uh, dash dash random dash order. That's what you pass in to turn it on. But you can see that in the, in the description in the documentation. But, um, so by default, it test runs it in normal order, or you can pass in a random order. You can also pass in a seed. I don't think you can detect the old seed, and I'm not sure whether, I can't remember whether or not it prints out the seed to rerun it. Um, but um, but if you if you want to reproduce it, you can, uh, like in CI, I would, I would recommend throwing in a, um, uh, a random seed and listing it just as your, as part of your CI, but then changing it every once in a while, maybe, but, or just do randomly. Anyway, uh, but PyTest random order is pretty cool. The other cool thing about it is it has a bucket type. So uh, the buckets would be like um, like shuffling all the module, the functions within a module, and then shuffling modules and everything. But you can't just completely randomize everything and just say, I want the bucket to be global. And what that does is it really does randomize everything. This might, the warning though here is that might make things run slower um, because fixtures PyTest will detect that fixtures between, uh, your, your fixtures might run more times. So like, let's say you've got a function scope or a, uh, let's say a module scope fixture. The setup is run at the beginning of the module and then it runs a function. And then since it's going to hop to another, maybe another module before it finishes that module, it'll run the teardown, go to the other module. And then when it comes back to do an, another test fi- function within that file, um, it's got to do the setup again. Anyway, so if you've got a lot of work within your within your setup and teardown, you might want to not want to do big buckets, but it might be fun to just try to see if you can. Uh, that will be completely isolating things pretty good. So what does what does this do? Um, hopefully, randomizing things things should still work in any order, and they should work mostly the same. This will help. It doesn't completely eliminate the possibility that you might have um, dependence between tests, I don't think. I mean, I, I don't think I can mathematically prove that, but if you shuffle all your tests and it runs just fine also, I think you have a fairly high confidence that things are things are going to be pretty good. So, okay, so we've just used uh, plugins to shuffle our tests, essentially. Um, so that's, that's, you want to do that on a regular basis and probably maybe in CI. So maybe you're testing without shuffling it locally, but within talks or within your CI, you add a shuffling feature to just break things up a bit and see if you can um, reorder them. Um, make sure that they're independent. That would be great. 
Um, but what happens, let's say you're not there yet. You have an existing suite and there is a dependence. You've got a failure. How do you get that? Well, we're used to doing binary searches within data structures. I just want to uh, make sure that people remember that binary, ser binary searches work great in life too. And they also work great in uh, finding test failures and dependence between tests. So let's say I've got 10 tests and the ninth test fails in the suite, but it doesn't test when I run it by itself. What do I do? Well, I just, I can start by just like running the eighth test first, the eighth and ninth. I probably would do that actually. Just, just the one before, see if that's enough to check to, that's the one that's leaving the system in a bad state, possibly. I mean, it's right before it. So decent chances, right? But it might, it might not be that. So we want to eliminate the set of tests that are affecting the ninth test. And we can do that by like uh, narrowing the scope of tests that get run before it. And um, and so we'll want that seed, that random seed, if it's running in random order. But if it's not, we don't have, if you haven't randomized yet, we don't need to worry about that. But we can uh, just use uh, maybe dash K or do the test list and list tests individually in some way run a subset of tests and reduce that subset until we just have the minimal set that reproduces the problem between those two tests. Hopefully there's two tests that run and one of them is causing the problem and uh, the other one isn't. And hopefully we, by examination, you can look at what the tests are doing and figure out possibly what state is getting left around that is mucking up the second test. I know that's pretty vague and not very detailed instructions on how to debug that, but um, all systems are different, really. So what are the key takeaways that I want to you to take away from this episode? I'd like you to remember that um, when you're debugging a test, it's really awesome if a test failure in the suite is reproducible just by running the test by itself. It'll make your life better for the rest of the duration of working on this project. It's so much better that it's worth it to add randomization to your CI system um, and possibly locally to shuffle your tests so that you make sure that your tests are independent and pass like that before going on. And if you start this early in the project, uh, it'll help you. And if you already have an existing project that does not work well like that, try the reverse. Reverse is a, is a minor change, and hopefully that's enough to... Um, to, to keep things working. However, these are plugins. You don't have to do much except for install them. Remember that PyTest Reverse and PyTest Random Order are plugins that you actually have to add a new flag to randomize things, but PyTest Randomly will by default randomize things and you have to add a flag to turn that off. So uh, three great plugins to use to test to make sure your tests and your test suite are independent. Thanks. Thank you, PyCharm, for sponsoring this episode. Head to pythontest.com slash PyCharm to see how easy it is to run PyTest in PyCharm. Then go to jetbrains.com slash PyCharm and use code PyTest to get 20% off pro. And for the first 10 this month, grab a free month of AI assistant. If you want to learn PyTest, get better at PyTest, or just want to be the most efficient you can be at automated testing, head to courses.pythontest.com for the complete PyTest course. Thank you, Patreon supporters. You rock. If you want to hear your name on the show, check out the show notes. Recent new members include Sergio, Anze, and James. Thank you. 
So uh, all together, we've got thank yous to Sergio, Anze, James, Kim, HC, Sean, Foster, Jay, Josh, Nathan, Chris, Dang, Clint, Christopher, Jerry, David, Ernie, AJ, Verna, Arnaud, Bob, Adam, Jan, Brian, Julian, Timothy, Michael, John, Neil, Steve, Matt, Andrew, Brian, Matthew, Christopher, Karen, Bob, Keith, Ed, Kevin, Joe, and of course the fabulous Mahmoud Hashemi. That's all for now. Now go out and test something. <laughs> <laughs>